Hello, everybody, and welcome to All-in-One Dallas Sports. My name is Jake Riding, and I'm here today with my co-host and fellow Dallas lover, Matt Grimes. All-in-One Dallas Sports is all about Dallas sports. We're going to talk about the Mavericks, Cowboys, Stars, and Rangers, and we'll keep you updated on all your favorite Dallas teams and what's going on with them. We'll talk about free agency, rumors, any news going on, and on top of that, we'll also mention our favorite bets of the day and what's going on in the four major leagues. So this podcast today is going to be solely focusing on the Dallas Mavericks, obviously as they're about to enter playoffs, and we'll see what's going on with them. So, Matt, obviously, yesterday we found out that the Mavs, for the second year in a row, are now playing the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round. So, what are your first thoughts about this rematch? Honestly, I'm excited. I mean, with everything that happened last year, um, I'm excited to see these two teams go at it. It's going to be a competitive series. I think it's going to have a lot of emotion. I think it's going to be the most drama-filled and emotional series at least first-round series that we're going to see in the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, I don't love the Clippers matchup in all, like compared to what other teams. Like, I would have loved Denver, um, especially without Jamal Murray. I mean, I think that I think that we'd be the favorites in that series. And obviously, we're not the favorites in the Clippers, but I'm excited. I'm ready to see what a fully healthy Mavs team can do versus a Clip, a, this new Clippers team, you know, that under-succeeded last year. And didn't play their best basketball in the playoffs. I mean, they lost the series three to one. They were up three one, and they lost. And uh, it's definitely two different, completely teams, or two teams that are completely different. For sure. And I know the Clippers are a bit of a different team this year, but you know, with everything that happened last year, I feel like some of that just sticks with you, like all the playoff P stuff that we saw mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and the Nuggets last year were a surging team. You know, I don't think we'll ever see that Jamal Murray again. I think that was just kind of the bubble. Mm-hmm. They're dropping, like, back-to-back 50-point games. Against yeah, him, and Donovan, him and Donovan Mitchell were dropping 50 like it was right. bread and butter. <laughs> I mean. But I think you kind of are who you are. And even switching up a few role players doesn't really change that. So I think the Mavs – Staying in a good place right now. And I think they really don't like this Clippers team as well. Also, with the addition of Rondo, we got a little Rondo. Rick Carlisle Rondo beef going back. It, um, back to 2014. Yeah. And he gave up on them. And according to Tim McMahon, uh, back then, Rondo stole Rick Carlisle's parking spot and Rick <laughs> tried to tell him. <laughs> I want to tell you, I think I think Carlisle's taking this series personally. Absolutely. And not not just because of that, but there's been a lot of talk about how people don't think Carlisle's the answer. Um, oh, the fire Rick train. I ne- what was that about? I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, he when we've made the playoffs in the past, he's consistently won a game at least in every series. When we played the Thunder, and I think it was 2016, Raymond Felton was our best player. 
And we won a game. I think he played 38 minutes one game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd have to go back and look at the roster. But it was Dirk, Raymond Felton, Devin Harris, um, maybe like Brandon Wright. Was Wesley Matthews on that team? Wesley Matthews was on that team. It was oh no, he wasn't because he came in twenty sixteen. Maybe we'll check that. Maybe yeah, but we'll check that. We'll check that. We'll check that. The point we're getting to is the fire Rick train was just absolute nonsense. And I think Mavs fans just wanted to see immediate success. And although no one wanted that start to the season, but putting that putting five, the fact that five starters were out. Due to yeah. a pandemic disease, and Luca probably probably took the off season off. He looked a little out of shape at the beginning. Yeah, Porzingis coming off an injury. He didn't have time to rehab. He it hasn't had amazing that we ended up in the playoffs. Yeah, and We're no Rick. doubt the fifth seed. Yeah, I mean, what Rick has done with the Mavs is just incredible, and <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Last year against the Clippers was he played twenty minutes one game and he's not in the NBA right now. I mean that just goes to show the difference in talent level and that we had last year to this year. I mean Trey Burke was arguably our second best player in that series and he was picked up off the waivers. No mm-hmm. team wanted him. We took him, and he turned into our second best player in that playoff series. And I think that health first and foremost, is going to be the most important factor. Mm-hmm. And the Mavs are finally healthy. I mean, yeah, we might not have been healthy for long, but you're telling me that we're getting a fully healthy team compared to missing KP for three and a half games last year. We didn't have Willie. He didn't come to the bubble. His daughter was being born. He was on the roster. We just couldn't use him. Dwight Powell was out with an Achilles injury, and Jalen Brunson was getting shoulder surgery. Those are four rotational players, not to mention Pop our second best player and like arguably our third or fourth best player. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we're going to be able to do against this Clippers team. Definitely. And finally healthy. No, hopefully no KP or Luca ejections, you know, getting Luca got the technical foul reset. You know, obviously none of those carry into the playoffs, so he'll be fine. But I think he's also learned to, Cool his head a little. Yeah. And we saw him dismantle this Clippers team last playoffs. And even this regular season. I mean, his career stats against the Clippers are 31, 8, and 11. He just not like this Clippers team. I mean, shows up every single game. There's not a game. But the only game you could look at and say, oh, Luka didn't have a great game, was his triple-double in game three, where – he hurt his ankle again. They blatantly stepped on his ankle. I mean, so yeah. Anyhow, Jake, these teams are playing very different teams this year, different cast, um, playing different styles of basketball. What are some things that you're excited to see or maybe some storylines that you're excited to see? Well, I think the the first one that we already said, I, I think this one's kind of getting out of the radar and People are starting to take notice of it. I think Rick and Rondo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. I think that just adds fuel to the fire for Rick to beat this team. Nobody wants to lose two years in a row to the same team. 
the same trash talking team that tried to take your perennial superstar perennial generational talent yeah one of a kind legend i mean oh yeah i don't think we appreciate luca enough we die he's 22 i mean 22 years old and last year he was 21 and we all we all saw what he did we don't need to talk about that series so much but 43 17 and 13 guarded by Kawhi and paul george yeah, I mean, two of the – what everyone says, which I, I'd i also agree, they're two of the best, some of the best defenders in the league. And it just goes to show that it doesn't matter who's on Luka. Luka's going to do Luka. He, I mean, I was listening, reading an article, and they talked about how um, – David Griffin was talking about how a mindset can change a player from a great player mm-hmm. to a superstar. And – Luca's mindset, he's always had the mindset, uh, even going over to EuroLeague, he's been that guy. He's had to be that guy in the clutch, and I think that's prepared him to step in and be so clutch in the NBA at such a young age. I mean, he's been playing against 28, 30-year-old men when he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't even – I was playing Xbox and <laughs> – when I was 16 years old, I was I was playing with Luka Doncic on my TV when I was 16 years old. <laughs> this, this Clippers team, I, I think they're the epitome of sort of 3 and D. Like, they're a great defensive team. They're, the team itself is shooting 41% from three this year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think six guys are shooting over 40%. I also think um, this is the first time a team has finished the whole season as a team average with a three-point percentage of 40% or higher. It's, I mean, it's, you, you do not see that every season. Mm-hmm. They're shooting the leather off the ball. But, I mean, we've – this season, in the regular season, which I know the regular season is obviously not completely indi- indicative of playoffs, but – we're two and one against them this season, and you know that that first loss, the where uh, we were up fifty at halftime, just the historic blowout. They were four from thirty three from three, and yeah. we just killed them. And we were missing Porzingis. You know they were missing Kawhi and Marcus Morris, but if they have shooting inconsistencies. And I think they're just such a beatable team. I, I same here. I mean, obviously, I don't think that there'll be a playoff game where they go four for thirty-three. No. Um, but if they're shoot, if they have some games where they're shooting in the low thirties, they're extremely beatable. Extremely um, vulnerable. Extremely. I don't feel like they're like a team. I feel like they're tired assassins. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, I see the Mavs on, you know, social media and everything on their team playing and, you know, they're doing everything together. They love it. I mean, immaculate vibes, right? Immaculate vibes, exactly. Immaculate vibes. And I think that just makes a huge difference in the playoffs. And Rick Carlisle has been there. Rick Rick Carlisle coached a championship with, against that Miami team, that, Arguably two of the top five players in the league at the time. 
and beating that fun we beat that thunder team 4-1 the team that was in the championship like the next year or mm-hmm. two years later yeah smoked them 4-1 we went through kobe when he was trying to three-peat they were on their way to a three-peat and we yeah, swept them we swept them we swept the defending champions with obviously dirk who's the man but yeah Second best player being I anyone did. from game to game. It yeah, it, Tyson. It could have been Jet. It could have been Sean Marion. It could have been, been Kid. Sean Stevenson. Yeah, I mean he played phenomenal in the finals. We had Deshaun Stevenson and Sean Marion, JJ Barea guarding LeBron, and it worked. And Rick is just such a great defensive coach, and I don't think we had the pieces last year to throw at Kawhi and Paul George but this year. Josh Richardson, he matches up with Kawhi probably eye-to-eye. And there's no hide advantage there or anything. Josh is quick. He can get around screens. I think he's got to step his game up in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, but I think his absolutely. potential just for defense is so huge for this team. Mm-hmm. Coming off of our break, Jake. Who do you think that the Clippers' X factor in this series is? Who has to be at the top of their game for them to win this series? Well, we know who Kawhi is. We've seen him, you know, with the Raptors winning that championship finals MVP. Um, Year in, year out, Kawhi is Kawhi. But I think the X factor for the Clippers, it's got to be Paul George. You know, especially after what we saw last year with the playoff key, you know, hitting the side of the backboard. You know, when he was on um, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, he's talking about, I'm going to be a different guy this year. You know, I'm, I'm coming up on y'all. You know, Yeah. Um, it's definitely Paul George. You know, if he fumbles this series like he was playing last year, then I don't think the Clippers stand a chance if the Mavs are playing their game. I feel the same way. I mean, he shot 35% from the field and sub 30 from three in the playoffs um, in that first round. From your max contract, going to be with the Clippers till he's 55 years old, Paul George. <laughs> now, you also, you he's got to do this for himself. You know, he's, he's forever going to be known as a playoff choker if he does not perform this playoffs. It doesn't matter past this what he does if he wins two championships all the kids are going to know him as playoff p i mean i haven't seen him since indiana when he went toe-to-toe with lebron in the easter conference finals game seven i think it was 2012 2013 since then there it's been playoff p it's he's not the same it's pan last year was pandemic or pandemic p pandemic p (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I mean that MV, the MVP caliber season that he had with the Thunder that one year where there was you know him, Westbrook and Mello. You now he just he played worse in the playoffs. The playoffs the yeah. Regular season. And the Jazz were they lost to the Jazz in 6, 2-4. And you know, the Jazz are a great team coached by Quinn Snyder who I think is could be coach of the year almost any year, but he just he didn't rise to he doesn't rise to the occasion. He hasn't shown that yet. 
Mm-hmm. So he's definitely the Clippers X factor. Absolutely. So Mac, who is going to be the Mavs X factor for this series? It's got to be KP. Sure. I mean, Luca's going to do Luca, just yeah. like Kawhi's going to do Kawhi. Yeah. Um, last year, KP was ejected in Game One after coming to the defense of Luca, which mm-hmm. I'm excited for. I think, I think playoff KP is. A, I think there's a different. I think there's a different version of KP that we're going to see, just like we saw last year in the bubble when he was averaging 28 and 10. Sure. Um, I also – he tore his meniscus in game one. We were – and the thing is, is we were up when he got ejected in that mm-hmm. game. And after that, it just took the wind out of the sails. And not having, him, not having him for the last three games really affected the Mavs. And the one game, uh, game three, he scored 34 points. He scored 12 in the fourth quarter, past the nine-minute mark when Luca left the game because of his ankle. And uh, I think a healthy KP, I think he provides matchup problems. Um, the Clippers have never shown they're able to stop him. I think they've added Serge Ibaka, and they think that he's going to be able to stop KP, but I'd like to see them try, to be honest. I'm, I'm excited for KP. Definitely. And I think K- – just – Looking aside from his stats, obviously he's he's going to get at least twenty and ten. I, I think yeah. that was his season average. I think he knows how to step it up in the playoffs, like we saw last year. I think KP just brings so much more than his stats because he spreads the floor. And if if we get through this Clipper series and maybe we see the Jazz in the second round, I think we're going to torch them because Rudy Gobert is going to have to guard somebody and you know they they killed us earlier in the season when we were kind of on our bad streak you know like they took advantage of us when we were playing our worst basketball but that time we played him where they had Gobert guarding Dorian um you know he just brings that stretch ability that just allows Brunson, Luca, Tim, even Josh and Dorian you know some driving ability and on the, some of the smaller guys like Reggie Jackson, even Rondo, I think if KP gets those switches or if Luca, if they, I mean, if they stick with Luca and Reggie Jackson and Rondo and Kawhi are guarding Luca and Paul George is guarding Luca, I think he's just going to tire him out and tear him up. And I just want that duo to run the pick and roll all day on them. Yeah, I mean, to speak about their pick and roll. When Doncic is the ball handler and Porzingis is the screener, they average 1.18 points per direct pick. That's the most efficient combination in the league among duos to run 300 picks. Did you say 1.8? 1. 1. 1.18. 1.1. So. And yeah, it, it that's, doesn't that's even mean they're point. taking a shot. You know, it's just like the fact that yeah. he's setting the screen. And that's I think with. The guy in the corner for a three, that's lobbing it. To Willie, that's a Luca floater. You know yeah, and like what you're saying with the spacing, KP can shoot from 30 to 40 feet out. Mm-hmm. And I think that adds such a dynamic because when the, the Clippers start Zubac at center, they've never played Abaka and Zubac at the same time. So let's say if we're running two big guys, 
Who's going to guard KP? If you put a smaller guy like Marcus Morris on KP, you can send KP to the post, and KP can dominate. Mm-hmm. And if you put Zubac on him, you're going to stretch out their 7-foot, 250-pound, slow-footed big man out to 35 feet, and he has to worry about KP shooting from that range. You know, I just – I think the matchup problems that KP allows and gives the Clippers is going to be the difference in this series. I think if – with a healthy KP, if he stays healthy for the playoffs, and KP plays to what I think KP can and KP's proven before, like last year, then I think the Mavs will win this series. I mean, there's also got to be some other things that happen, but I think you have to have a clear-cut second. Um, And he's got to play better than Paul George, also in my opinion. He's got to be the third best player on the court in that series. And if he is... I think the rest of our role players outmatch the rest of the role players for the Clippers and provides us with a good shot to win the series. And I don't think KP being the third best player just shows up on the stat sheets either. Just how his presence, I mean, is Reggie Jackson going to take it to the cup when KP is right there? Is is Rondo yeah. or any of their guards going to – No. He's, he's not a lockdown paint defender, but – He's going to be there. and He can protect the rim. Like, you know, like. For sure. And his height brings such a different element to the Mavs offense. And yeah. How he stretches everyone out. And he makes everyone better by not even touching the ball sometimes. Just by him sitting on the three-point line. Yeah, it opens everything up. Like If their big is guarding him, their big is out on that three-point line. If they have a little guy on him, he's taking him to the post. And he's been – I've seen him work on his post game as the season goes on. I think he might be busting it out for playoffs, hopefully. Hopefully. But even that little jumper he has over those little guys, it's just yeah. money. And he draws a lot of fouls. When the little guys are on him, he's very good about drawing fouls. And, yeah, when I'm just looking at their matchups, I mean, Serge Ibaka's a good six inches smaller. Mm-hmm. And six inches is a lot. I mean, it's okay. the difference of, I mean, even if, okay, you don't put Serge on him, you put, like, Marcus Morris, there's, like, an eight-inch difference. Right. I just I just think he's a huge matchup problem, and I don't know if the Clippers will be able to handle them because he ha- they haven't shown that they've been able to handle a healthy KP yet. And until I see that, I'm not going to believe that they can can. handle the Mavs. Yeah, the the Mavs in general. I think Rick knows how to coach against this team. I'm not not scared of the Clippers. Obviously, we need to be playing our best basketball to beat them. They're a great team. But I'm not scared of this series. And everyone's picking the Clippers, too. Which I I I like that. Much more sweet. I I like it. The guys are getting angry. They're... They, they have Twitter, they have Instagram, they see all of it. I mean, they know that no one believes in them. And we just play – the Mavs have the fourth best record against teams above 500 in the NBA. That's including the COVID stretch when we were 9-14 and 14 in the 14th seed in the Western Conference. That's including all of that. We're fourth. And I think it's behind – Billy, Brooklyn, and Phoenix, which yeah. are the one seed, the two seed, and the two seed. Yeah, I mean, I, teams that just have a extremely high winning percentage, just in general. You exactly. know, um, 
we, we definitely play down to our competition, and that's why I'm excited. I also think we play up to our competition. Like in this last stretch, we didn't lose to a above 500 team. We lost to the Kings three times, and uh, that was Kings ruined her win streak three yeah, times. three different times. And I'm excited to see Mavs in a series. I think we play better. I, I think we have the coaching advantage, and you can say what you want about coaching advantage, but in the playoffs, coaching coaches matter. In the regular season, coaches don't matter as much, in my opinion, um, but especially in the playoffs. They're drawing up plays. They're designing defenses for a certain thing that Kawhi does. It, it's all designed. Mm -hmm. And just a testament to Rick, the Mavs, uh, on baseline out-of-bounds plays, the Mavs average almost what, like 1.3 points uh, per baseline out-of-bounds. It's, it's something insane. I know we're number one or number two in the we're number one. Yeah. yeah, number one. We're number one. Which, that is a stat of pure coaching. That is not, you know, if that was a stat about the players, you know, that would, the Nets, the Lakers, the Sixers, the Suns, any of them would be the number one. You know, if Clippers, if you're just talking about better players. Right. Board, yeah, I mean – Rick is just such a great coach. And He's a great him. coach, and we love Rick. Okay, Jake, give me one or two role players that you think that could be X factors for this series um, that need to play extremely well and uh, on the Mavericks. So I think the two biggest ones for the Mavs are Dorian and Maxi. And because I think those two are going to get the majority of the time guarding Lion Paul George. And, you know, I think Maxi and Dorian have just improved so dramatically. And I'm really Absolutely. excited to see them. I think on, I mean, Maxi at one point was shooting 46% from three. I think he's at like, I know they're both over 40% right now, mm -hmm. which is, which is crazy because what we saw last year, we saw Maxi shot the ball maybe the worst he's ever shot it. Uh, right. Maybe besides his first couple years in the league. And I agree with your points on Dodo and Maxi. I think Dodo's going to get him a, a large helping of Paul George. And Maxi's going to be on Kawhi because Kawhi likes to go to the low post and uh, he's a lot stronger. And I'm just excited to see them. They've hit a groove this season. They're playing better than ever. Maxi's had some time off for an Achilles injury, but we don't know how serious it is yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see what they can bring to the table. I think Dorian plays so nicely along with Luca and Tim and Josh. He's just puts his nose down and works hard. And he's he's emerging as one of the better true three and D guys in the league. That and Maxi as well. We have two great three and D guys. And they're they're gonna have to be on top of their defense to be slowing them down. And I think I think the difference between this year and last year is now Josh um, is able to help a little more, take the load off, because he Josh can match up with either one of them. None of them are physically overwhelming to Josh. He's a good 6'7". But I just think Maxi and Dorian, they got to be hitting threes. They got to be playing good D. They just they got to take care of the ball. So I think in terms of role player X factors, it's those two. I got, a, I got a stat for you about Dodo. Before I get into my two role players, um, he's had three 20-point games in his career. All came in this month of April, this past month. 
this past right. April. Only, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's at the pinnacle of his game right now from what we've seen. And I also think an underrated factor about Dodo is he crashes the glass. He's a scrappy rebounder. He gets in there on the defensive boards and especially the offensive board. He keeps a lot of plays alive for the Mavs. Um, so I just kind of wanted to add that. Um, two role players that I think will be X-Factors, um, JB, Jalen Brunson. Absolutely. Um, and Josh Richardson. Um, sure. I had, This is Jalen Brunson's first playoff series. And in my opinion, I don't, I'm not worried about him being – scared or in the moment That's because fun. he's played in two national championship games. Won them both. And won them both. He's a great player in the clutch. He's closed a ton of games for the Mavs this year. I wouldn't be surprised seeing him close close more games in this playoffs. Um, I also think Josh Richardson is a massive addition. I mean, we traded Seth Curry for Jay Rich for a series like this, for a series yeah. where there we need to be able to defend because when Dodo and Maxi, whether they get in foul trouble, they need a break. We're using Seth Curry and Trey Burke on Paul George. I I really see Jay Rich being able to defend Paul George. Um, I, I think he can defend Kawhi too. I think Kawhi might be a little bit stronger. And so we might need like a he might need to use a little bit bigger body. But I think he's gonna be a huge factor um, coming off the bench and being able to eat up minutes and throw a different look at those two. You know, it's all about different looks. I know the Clippers use like four guys, four or five guys to guard Luca last year in the playoffs. Ah, and yeah, we used, yeah, and we used two guys, you know, and being able to like get Dodo a break on defense or Maxi a break on defense, I think allows the Mavs to play with such a more versatile lineup, Absolutely. you know. And I think even Josh can, you know, he'll mess with Reggie Jackson and, you know, he'll get switched on to Marcus Morris. And he he's a big guard. I mean, him yeah, they're both big guards. And Luca, Luca's defense is not praised enough. You know, just because he's perceived as this big, slow, foreign guy. You know, it it's funny to say that he sucks at defense, but in reality, if you watch him, he he plays the angles on defense so well. Where he knows he's he knows he's not the fastest guy ever, but. He just he cuts off guys exactly where and when he needs to, and shows his hands and bodies them up and just gives them tough shots. And I think Josh does that well too. Josh guards the smaller guys a lot more, so he's got to maneuver around screens. But I've got high hopes for him because I think he'll rise to the occasion. You know, yeah, and he's, he's he played for Miami and Philly. Yeah, that's, and that's championship culture. And ever since we went to Miami, uh, when Tim broke the uh, record for most threes by a Maverick in a game, mm-hmm. he didn't start the second half. Yeah. And he talked about on the post game. He talked about because he's always been a starter. Um, you know, in like recent years of his career, he came here as a to be a starter. And not starting that second half, he talked about how it kind of woke him up and how. He needs to focus on his game more. He needs to be more locked in. And since then, we've seen it. And I just think that with a week off right now, before the playoffs, we're going to come with practice all week. We're going to come out of this week as the best possible Mavericks team I think we've seen all year. Um, this everyone's team is healthy. better than last year's team. And Absolutely. I don't think people talk about that enough. They finished with a better record than last year's team. 
I mean, fortunately. Yeah, and KP missed more games this year than last year. Yeah, we had a we had five starters out for three weeks during COVID, and mm-hmm. especially starting nine and fourteen, and then you say that we were better than we were last year. It's just it's just a shocking stat. Not including that last Timberwolves game, or I don't. I mean, that was that was a loss because we needed to rest our guys, and we were confident we were going to get the fifth seed. But they went on a 33-15 run. And they were 12-3, and three, and if those three losses came from the Kings. <laughs> That's a 12-game win. Sh- I mean, it, okay, let's say we you beat the Kings. 13-2. and two. Yeah, if you beat the Kings all three times, that's a 15-game win streak to end the year. And I know we're a better team than the Kings. We just sometimes play down to our opponents. Because mm-hmm. um, I honestly think if it was a playoff, if it was a playoff series, you put the Kings, I'm, we're going to win the series. We'd probably yeah. sweep them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the Dalon Wright revenge game in the playoffs. <laughs> All right, Jake. How do the Mavs win this series? What needs to go right? So, in order for the Mavs to win this series, obviously they got to be hitting threes. You know, they got to be hitting our shots. I think we need to see the. I think Luca's facilitating is super important. But I also think at some point we need to see that Luca, where he gets that look in his eye where he says, I'm about to score right now. I'm going to take it to the hole. You know, we've missed a couple shots back to back. I'm not going to take a, you know, step back three over Kawhi or Paul George this time. I'm going to take it to the cup and I'm going to get fouled or I'm going to hit this floater right in your face. You know, I think we need to just play really sound and Maxi, Dorian, Josh, Tim got to be hitting threes they can't be scared of the ball they got to be playing defense i think him has got to step up on defense josh has got to step up on defense and obviously kp kp's got to be the kp we saw last year in the playoffs yeah. not the ejection kp but you know he's he's got to keep his head too because i yeah. love him defending luca i love that don't get me wrong but if it's going to lead to him getting hex then, you know, I'd rather him not say not say anything at all, but, you know, keep your head cool. Yeah, I mean, I even remember after that ejection, I, LeBron, Steph, Dirk tweeted about how that was one of the softest ejections. Okay. Um, and I just think that this Mavs team just has a different feel. Mm-hmm. Um it's maybe not even about the health, just the way they carry themselves. Um, and it was KP and Luca's first playoff series last year. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of playoff experience. I mean, Boban was in the playoffs, but and he did play in the later games. But I'm talking about experience for our best players. Mm-hmm. Now that we have that, they've each. I mean, Luca had a 43 point game. KP had a 34 point game in three games. He played three games in one game. He scored 34. They've shown. They rose to the occasion last year with no experience. I'm excited to see what they can rise to with the experience, with a new team, a lot more help this year. Um, I'm excited. I think that the Mavs, if we defend and we shoot the ball well and we play our game, um, we're, I think we could win the series. I definitely do. And I, it all rides on Luka as well. But we know who Luka is. We've course we've seen what he can do 
to this team specifically also. Yeah. Which it, it's I just I'm so confident in his ability to pick this team apart, just like he did last year. Okay. And that that game where is forty three point seventeen rebound thirteen assist game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were down twenty at one point during that game. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yep. And you know what happened? He just took the game over. Mm-hmm. Whenever That's... the Clippers were going down on offense, I was just thinking, like, ah, oh, man, this is over. And then they start missing shots. We go down. We're hitting threes. Luca's going to the cup, or he's throwing it out to the corner for a three, which now we'll be able to throw it out to KP. And we haven't Dodo. talked about him yet, but J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. Yeah, J.J. Reddick. Yeah, he'll he'll get spot minutes in the series if his heel holds up. He's absolutely going to be seeing some minutes. And White White has improved his play every single month. He's yeah. his points per game have gone up like two. His rebounds have gone up by like one every month since January. I mean, he came up, he came in eight months post Achilles surgery for a guy who's six ten, six eleven. That's extremely hard. I mean, you can look at Boogie. Boogie hurt his Achilles. Boogie's never been the same. He went from a perennial all-star. Boogie is on this Clippers team. I think, yeah, he was a perennial all-star, never been the same. And Dwight Powell came back eight months post-surgery, and he didn't look like the Dwight Powell we know. But as time has gone on, he's continuing to improve. He's a leader out there for the Mavs, you know? He's the, he's the only player. I mean, it's a it's not the Rondo deal anymore. It's the Dwight Powell deal. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I think I think with Dwight Powell being a leader, he remembers how Rick Carlisle was how Rondo embarrassed Rick Carlisle mm-hmm. on national TV. And I I think that uh I'm excited for this series. I, I really think the Mavs have a good shot. Uh, a lot better shot than last year. And I'm just excited. Me too. Healthy Mavs team, as far as we know, pretty healthy Clippers team. So we'll see. What's going on? Absolutely. So all in all, that's what we think the Mavs need to do to compete and hopefully win this series against the Clippers. So moving on from our beloved Mavs, we're going to move on to the bubble games that are about to go on in the NBA. So Matt, give me your predictions on what you think are going to go on in these bubble games. Um, first and foremost, um, when we release this pod, there might be different results. Um, we're just giving our opinions on Tuesday night. And when you hear this Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon, the games tonight may have already been decided or will be decided. Um, but I think uh, let's look at the first game, Pacers versus Hornets, the nine versus 10. I think the Pacers win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Wizards and Celtics, I think the Wizards win. And to move on past that, I think the Pacers beat the Celtics. I'm very low on the Celtics this year, especially without Jalen Brown. I think mm-hmm. he just adds such a different dynamic to their team. Uh, Kimba's in and out of the lineup every other game with an injury. Kimba hasn't looked like the Kimba from Charlotte, in, just in general in Boston, um, whether that's health or way he's been playing. But I have the Wizards as the seventh seed and the Pacers as the eighth seed. Um, mm-hmm. In the West – I have the Lakers beating the Warriors, and I have the Grizz beating the Spurs. So Lakers seven, and I have a hot take here. I have the Grizzlies beating the Warriors and getting the eight seed. Really? And 
The only reason I say that is Steph had 49, and they won by 14, but the game was tied when Dylan Brooks was ejected. I think it'll be a different type of game. I think it's hard to beat a team twice, especially in such a short amount of time. And I don't know. I think the, I mean, obviously the Warriors could go out and dominate the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies are a great team. They're they're scrappy. They it's not the same grit and grind era, but they are a scrappy, scrappy team. I mean, we've seen that. I think their only real injury right now is I think Grace Nallen is questionable for that Spurs game, Mm -hmm. but. Theoretically, if you were to sit that and then play the against the Warriors, I think they have a great chance too. Yeah. What are your uh, bubble predictions? So I've got pretty much the same as you. I think Wizard Celtics. I I agree. Jalen Brown. That's. I mean, that's huge. We've seen the Celtics just be so inconsistent this year. Not themselves. Like the Mavs. Two point Celtics yeah. fans are just. Don't know what to shot. do with themselves. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine the Mavs season being entirely like the COVID era. That's how I describe the Celtics. <laughs> and they still, they still end up at the at the seven. Also at the seven seed. So, but they did have Jalen Brown, and that is a huge loss. Their second. Yeah. That would be like losing Paul George if you're the Clippers. Yeah. So I got Wizards. Wizards are hot. I got them too. So Pacers, Hornets. I think Pacers as well, just because that Pacers roster is so talented and they're just, they've just underachieved the whole season. I think they're going to have something to prove in these bowl games. And I don't know if they'll win their playoff series if they get there, but I think they'll make some noise for sure. I, I think I definitely think you could get a game. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> a single, uh, one, one single game. game. <laughs> yeah. They'll yeah. make some noise one game. <laughs> But they'll be, they'll be competing. They'll be, they'll be there. They, yeah, they're great players. So I don't know why they're underachieving so much. I mean, you also know that Karis Levert, health and safety protocols. That's which right. Which is, I mean, I, I I still think they'd win tonight because the Hornets, their glue guys, Gordon Hayward. Without Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward, they've looked different all year. Um, For sure. And Lamelo, I mean, coming off, he, his injury seemed pretty seamless, but yeah, yeah he broke his hand. I don't know. But, yeah, I got Pacers there. And then Lakers-Warriors, next game, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing when it matters. I wouldn't – I don't know if I'd bet the math against them. I just – I don't see them losing to the Warriors. You know, as, as insane as Steph has been, is that enough to beat – a Lakers team that's playing on no. A Lakers team that I think will make the. It's going to come out. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lakers will, barring any injuries, win it all. That's yeah, I think so too. I'll say that right now. I don't and agree. They're probably going to be the seven seed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, poor Phoenix. If, yeah. if, if the Lakers are the seven seed, poor Phoenix. They worked so hard all year long just Not to end up playing. Yeah, first round. No, that's 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 a brutal beat. That's what that is. I not confirmed, but pretty yeah, not confirmed. But if if the Lakers win, getting bounced in the first round. Yeah, I don't see it. If they didn't have Anthony Davis, I still might pick the Lakers. The same. I mean, I just they're they're such a matchup problem. They could do a lot. And Anthony Davis is improving his play too. He's been playing out of his mind. Yes. 
But Grizzly Spurs is the next game. I don't know what's going through Popovich's mind on this game. I mean, if I had to pick any team to win the NBA Finals that is eligible to, I think the Spurs would be my very last pick. <laughs> Probably them or Charlotte. I mean, that's a two ten seed, but I just I think the Grizzlies are too much for them. The, I mean, Jaw's going to show out. Yep, Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. Jr.'s back, exactly. Dylan Brooks has been playing great for them, too. And his defense on Steph the other night, like we talked about, was great. And I think he's going to match up with DeRozan, probably. And he's not going to you know, shut him down. DeRozan's a great player, but I just see the Grizzlies taking that one. Who do you have, Grizzlies versus Warriors? I got Warriors for that one. Okay. I think yes. the Warriors have been there. I mean, we know who the Warriors are. They obviously in sidebar, I saw a tweet that said Clay was listed as questionable that's, the other night. That's ridiculous. Is a Clay sneaky not saying anything comeback happening? A little, little comeback for the playoffs? I'll tell you what. I do I would enjoy seeing the Warriors be the eighth seed. I think they give the Jazz a lot more I think it's a lot more of a series compared to the Grizzlies. I, I think the Grizzlies are good. The Grizzlies are really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, – they could honestly get swept, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Warriors could keep it competitive for the most part, especially depending on how Donovan Mitchell looks. I mean, he hasn't played in over a month and a half. Um, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's potential for a Golden State-Dallas matchup too, which I would love to see. You know, I'd Steph had be electric. 57 on us earlier than the season. Yeah, so I mean. playing hotter than he was then now. So that yeah. would be a crazy series. I think that would just be a Lucas-Steph duel. All right, so moving on. Let's talk about best bets. Um, best bets for the day. My best bet for Wednesday, the 19th, is – it's NHL hockey. I like the Oilers' money line, minus 155. Mm-hmm. They play the Jets. Um, the Oilers have kind of had the Jets' number all year. It's the first game of the playoffs, and I think the top player in the NHL, McDavid, alongside with Drysdale, um, who's his, he's the Robin to his Batman. Um, Definitely. They're they, a killer duo. They are a killer duo. I think they just outplay the Jets. The Jets haven't looked the same. Um, since the beginning of the year. So that's my bet of the day. For sure. I agree with that. My bet for the day, uh, tomorrow night, Grizzly Spurs. I got Grizzly spread. The predicted four. I think they can definitely cover that. You know, I think... I, I just think this Grizzlies team was not talked about enough, honestly. Yeah, they were very under the radar for what they've done all year. I mean, they were the eight seed up until the game they played the other night. You know, they beat the Warriors. They're the eight. You know, Desmond Bain has emerged for that team. Tillman, Tillman. uh, from Michigan State, a four-year college player, has come in and they are a gritty team. They're kind of keeping that culture. Note: Ja doesn't care what anyone says. Yeah, uh, he's a great player, fun to watch. I think Grizzlies cover four. Yep. And uh, we have a uh, combo parlay. It's plus 258. It's uh, three games we feel confident about. 
Um, first is Grizzlies money line at minus 170. Um, we think the, we both think the Grizzle win against the Spurs. Um, Lakers money line at minus 230. I'm extremely confident in the Lakers. I just – I don't see LeBron losing one right. game. Okay. They have – So his bittersweet Cavs-Warriors rival Steph too. Yeah. I, I And also, you, they have three of the top four players on that court. I'm, yeah. I just – Steph will do Steph, and Steph c- can do Steph, but – it still won't matter because LeBron, AD, Drummond, KCP, Schroeder, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, I just – the Warriors don't have enough defense Warriors, to stop You're talking them. about uh, Caruso, right? Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you this. Caruso should be second team, second team defense. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it there with that one. Um, but to add on to the parlay, Carolina Hurricanes – NHL hockey minus one seventy five parlay is about plus two fifty eight. So if you throw ten bucks, you'd be winning twenty five bucks. Um, it'd be a nice little jump. And we know what we're talking about here. Oh yeah, so we're better believe, better believe we will it. be keeping a record of our bets all year. So absolutely, you know whether to trust us or not. Yeah, so uh, we'll build this track record if you guys don't trust us. But uh, go ahead and show it for Wednesday night's games. Absolutely. So. That wraps up our NBA talk for this podcast. And for you, Cowboys, Stars, Rangers fans, there's no need to fret. We will absolutely be covering them. You know, Mavs are just the talk of the town right now. You know, they're heading into playoffs. Unfortunately, the Stars season just ended. You know, Cowboys just um, not too much going on, you know, offseason. Obviously, the draft just happened. But sure, there's everyone knows what happened there by now. Yeah. And Rangers had a great win uh, Monday night. I was actually at the game. Uh, we beat the Yankees and Garrett Cole, one of the top pitchers in the AL, arguably one of the top picture- pitchers in the league. Um, we took mm-hmm. care of business, 5-2. Um, it's kind of surprising. And they'll be on national TV tonight. They've already started. Um, but, yeah. For sure. And that Rangers team is really overachieving, too. It's Absolutely. Fun to see. I think they're projected second to last. Yeah, they were yeah, they're projected second to last. And you know, after after we let go of our beloved Elvis, I was kinda down on them. But you know, they've been playing hot and they're fun to watch. And that great they had that great one yesterday, like Max said. So they got we, a great new ballpark too. It's a beautiful yeah, ballpark. It's insane. air conditioned too, so you don't have to worry about being hot and sweating during the summer if you want to go to a Rangers game. So definitely go check it out. We will definitely be covering the Rangers more upcoming. But that covers the podcast for today. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at All In One Dallas. We are constantly talking about our Dallas guys, you know, from Stars, Maps, Cowboys, Rangers. You know, we're active on there and we'll keep up with all the news. If you have any questions, DM us on Twitter. Um, For sure. JJ Berea follows us on Twitter if that gives you any insight. Yeah, so what's up with that, huh? JJ Berea, <laughs> go check it. All in one Dallas. One word. Go check it out. And we will see you guys next time on All in One Dallas Sports.